1: Another episode of There's Still Time The AFTN Soccer Show Broadcasting on CITR Radio 101.9 FM From the unceded Musqueam Territory At the University of beautiful And very smoky British <laughs> Columbia I'm Michael McCall And I'm Zachary Adam Eisenhower. And we've got another Pat show for you This episode, y- you'd expect nothing less Steve is not with us again do we hear from him after the boat i don't think we have to be honest i think we have but if not we've got that last photo it's a nice memory to have it is, it is a, there's some very good photos yeah he should have been leaning over when he took it but i mean these things happen but yeah we will ply on without steve he will hopefully be back soon and I'm, I'm switching things around for for this show what would normally be the last part i'm having as the first part and that will all make sense when you hear parts two and part three and the the songs I've got to, to introduce each part. So we we are starting off with our, just a, our general banter and we're also going to feature Wavelength in this part as well. But don't fast forward, it, it, it's a good song. But I was going to mention this last week when I'd got back from Scotland. But I thought, no, I'll, I'll wait till Steve's back on the show. But because I don't know when Steve's going to be back on the show, we're, we're going to cover this now. Because amongst the many things I, I brought back from my trip to Scotland, a lot of CDs, crisps, stroked chips, cookies, chocolate, an STD, all the things that you come back from with a, a trip back to the homeland, I also came back with a brand shiny, spanking new FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 Panini sticker album, the only... Official sticker collection. It says, and it also says the most prestigious football event.
2: Is there going to be an online one again this year? There is. I don't see the point of that. Yeah, Kirk and I had fun doing the. Was the Euro or what? I think it was the Euro. That was a lot of fun.
1: If it if it was like a scratch and sniff, and you could at least get this sti- that st- new sticker smell, I feel that would work. But have have you procured your sticker album yet?
2: I don't think I'm getting one.
1: No, but it's Canada. Do you know how much it costs to, to fill one of those? Yes. <laughs> Funnily enough, that is what we're going to talk about in this part. You've set me up nicely. The sticker album I picked up, which I picked up from Asda in the UK, it wasn't available uh, on the first day of release. So I was like, oh, it's going to be I a, a struggle to get this. But I picked it up on day two. They had they had tons of it then. It includes a sticker album and 31 stickers. It cost me 4 Pounds and 99 pence and it's still sealed. And I'll explain why uh, as we talk about this. So you, you don't think you're going to get it, even though Canada is in this one. First time they're in a Panini sticker album since 1986. Is Cava in it with them? I don't know because I haven't even opened it and oh, looked right. at it. I would imagine he is. Uh, yeah, no, I... We could get him to autograph it.
2: This is one of those weird things where you, you are... Uh typically scottish sorry you express to us often that you're typically scottish and that you don't like to spend
1: money on things but this is one of the things where you're willing to spend lots of money oh this is something i piss money away on every year and caitlin is upstairs just now as we're recording this when she hears this part i expect it to come flying down the stairs and go you are not completing the sticker album this year Um, I've told her it's an investment for when I'm dead. She can sell all this and she'll have really, a, a nice little true. nest egg. Yeah, totally. No, of I, course, I, once she hears what it's going to cost to actually fill it, I might be dead before this one even gets completed.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I'm not planning on on
1: uh, getting one, but that that could change. I haven't looked to see if it's available here. I imagine it's in London Drugs, as, as they usually have it, and stuff like that. I know you can pick it up on soccercards.ca as well, but you might not want to because... There's a a total of 670 stickers in this album. So a mathematics professor at Cardiff University, Paul Harper, he did some calculations on this. And on average, basing on the probability of getting doubles and... Like, for example, when you open your first sticker, you know it's not a double. When you open your second sticker... It's a 9999 or or 98% that it's not going to be a double. And then it slowly kind of reduces after that until you start getting doubles. And sometimes you can get a whole pack of doubles. Sometimes you can get doubles in the same pack, especially if you're doing a white caps sticker collection. Oh, the fun we had years ago opening that one. But Paul Harper has worked out that on average, you would need to buy 4,000... 832 stickers to complete the 670 sticker collection. Now, at 18 pence, so I would say that's roughly about 30 cents a sticker, that works out at £870 or $1,350. You got that to spare? Definitely not. No. When you see it broken down like that, then... It is quite scary. Now, of course, you could get a box. Well, you'd still have to still get two boxes of stickers because one box is only a maximum of 500 stickers. So you could buy two boxes of stickers, see what you need, hang around some schools, colleges, wherever people are swapping the stickers. Oh, man, I almost I
2: almost. Spat her I know.
1: I, I, I knew what I was about to say, and I saw you taking a big glug there, and oh, I was man. like, oh. That was dangerous. <laughs>
2: almost lost my computer um yeah michael I, yeah please don't hang out at school trying to trade stickers with children again well
1: dwayne rollins was trying to organize some swaps and, and stuff online today i saw that on twitter and That's i did try cool. and organize one at a wfc2 game in 2018 and a couple of people turned oh, yeah. up and we sat and we swapped stickers and we were called sad i remember Aaron campbell being there and just shaking his head at these grown men going about going oh well, let me see what stickers you've got i'll just have a quick look through these Really um, That—that's my train spotter impersonation. You're who? Train spotters. Oh, okay. not the film train spotting. That's oh. that's a totally different kind of film altogether. But <laughs> go back bad. to yeah. to Paul Harper's calculations. The total average cost to, to complete your album—it's an extra hundred pounds this year. They feel about one hundred fifty dollars on the twenty eighteen album. And there was more stickers in the 2018 album. But they've put up the price per sticker of 10 pence this year. That
2: whole inflation thing. Mm -hmm.
1: But I will say this. If you like this sticker thing, you should do it now because there's 48 teams next time. I know. I might have to take a mortgage out on my rented property to to get that sticker album. I think it could be like an Encyclopedia Britannica and come in 26 oh. parts or something. Oh, man. Now, if you were somehow amazingly to never get a double in any of the packs, you would still need to buy 137 packets to complete your album at a cost of $185. Yeah. Remember remember what was the... Oh, the thing that Steve got us. We hardly... I mean, I completed my set. Yeah, now that's the thing. Tops seem to do that. If you buy a box of theirs, it's a guarantee that you're going to have a complete set in that box. And yeah. I really wish Panini would do that because if you if you did that, it would be better. But obviously, they're not they're not a billion dollar or billion pound. I think so. It's even more, but a billion pound or dollar company for for no reasons. They need the folk to buy the stickers. Yeah. So. Here's an interesting quote from Paul Harp. He says, What is interesting is that if you collect just the last 19 stickers for the book, you would still have to buy 483 packets of stickers based on the probability of getting doubles and stuff like that, which is half the total number of expected packets you would need to buy. Or to put it another way, if you just have 19 left to complete your collection, you're technically only halfway through buying the stickers over the counter to complete it. Now, obviously, if you've got 50 or less, you can just send off to Panini with the ones that you need, and they'll send that through. So there's a flaw in his calculations there. Now, what I've done the last couple of World Cups, and I I know it's a shitty way to do it, and it does take away the fun of, of opening the stickers, but I went on eBay and I bought a complete set of loose stickers ...to complete the album. So I, I first did that in 2010. 2018 I did that as well. 2014 I can't remember if I did that... ...or if I just bought a couple of boxes... ...and then completed it the other way. But those are ones that I have completed. So I had a quick look on eBay. So right now... ...including postage to Canada... ...for between 250 and $300... ...you can buy a complete set of loose stickers. So for me... I think that is worth it than potentially spending over a thousand bucks on it. Of course, you could complete it if you're very lucky for under 200, but I, I, I think the cost will come down as well. So I'm going to hold off a little bit, but I think that's what I'm going to be doing again. Still not tempting you? No. Disappointing. Well, what I've done for this episode is I've brought Wavelength forward from the final part. Because, and this might surprise nobody, I've picked a song about panini stickers. Shocking, isn't it? I know. And it's by an Irish band that we've featured several times on the show in the last couple of years, My Brother Woody. This is a song taken from their 2014 album, Random Football Musings Set to Music. You can get that on Bandcamp at mybrotherwoody.bandcamp.com. And this is the second track on the album, and it's called... Panini Sticker Album Blues 1987.
0: Five packs, please, Mr. Shopkeeper. So many stickers And just one I needed. Twelve E dozen. Guns. And still not even one Kenny Sampson. Getting close to needing just the last fifty. Can send away then hope the post arrives swiftly. Nine Ron Atkinsons and eight Ronnie Wheelers. but still not even one. I've got an entity This sticker book I must complete (laughs) Selling spares for extra money Schoolyards filled with rumors of conspiracy No one's ever seen a John Luchich Collecting stickers is a bitch Someone told me that Five towns over They're selling stickers never seen here before Ten Cooper in a and seven Duffy four Heights, But still not even one max day away. This sticker book I must complete Selling spares For extra money Schoolyards filled With rumors of conspiracy No one's ever seen A John Lucas
1: My brother Woody there, Panini Sticker Album Blues, 1987, and giving a shout out to a Whitecaps player in the song, Peter Beardsley.
3: Mm.
1: Peter Beardsley? <laughs> that? That's my best Peter Beardsley in person. That's what he sounds like? You, you never heard Peter Beardsley talk? It's been a long time.
2: I have. It's oh, been a long time.
1: Yeah, he sounds like he has cotton wool in his mouth. Uh,
2: is, he, is he actually a Geordie? Yes. Okay, because I, I remember him playing for
1: Newcastle. He's also a little bit persona non grata as well. Just now, after some uh, perceived racist comments that he made a couple of years uh, ago, I did not.
2: I do not remember that. Although I think mm. you talked about it on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: while
1: we're talking about, well, I know we're wrapping
2: up this part, but uh, while we're talking with Qatar, um, you, you know, I don't know if you look at where people listen to the show. Do you do that much? On and off. I haven't done it much this year, to be honest. Because we do have a, at least one Qatari listener. I'm pretty sure. Oh
1: yes, our good friend Simon Fudge, who want to say big happy birthday shout out to him today.
2: You're, you're stealing my thunder. Oh, sorry. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he listens to the show because after our discussion Oh he does. After the discussion about defense, the defense last week, I got some I guess he, he um he sent me some messages about his um how shall I say it, strong concerns
1: about Ranko being MLS quality. Yeah, yes. Funnily enough, that may crop up again in the next part of the of the show. Yeah. Um, but, but but happy birthday to Simon yeah qatar. happy happy birthday fudgy long time friend of both of us he's having a great time down in qatar and working for fifa.com and yeah working very be, hard and he's going to be working even harder in the in the coming weeks and months and he's had a great time down there and for all that you think of qatar and the world cup and how they got it and everything that went with the building of the stadiums i i think they are going to put on a great world cup the stadiums look fantastic still way too hot for me, and there's the other issues, of course, in the country, but um Simon's going to have a great time when that I, kicks I, off. I, I are have, you still
2: thinking of going?
1: I, I haven't been able
2: to get accommodations. Uh, but t- t- there was t- t- tents tickets, on the beach. T- 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 yeah, but there's not enough of them. Oh, they run out of the tents now as well. Yeah, there's, a, well, there's a few things that are left, but, the, the, like, I don't have, like,
1: $30,000 to sleep on the in a tent, or... Well, I, I must send you this month's wages right enough, that does remind yeah. me.
2: Actually, could you send me Steve's as well? Yes.
1: (laughs) Well, we are doing double the work without him, so... (laughs) Uh, We jest, Steve. We jest, we jest. But yeah, that that was Wavelength there with my brother Woody, talking about Panini stickers. Uh, And they have always been difficult to complete, ever since I was a little boy, you never... Because I remember first getting my first Panini sticker albums, probably... I definitely remember having the 1981 English League sticker album, and I don't know if that was my first one that I've got or not. Can you remember the first World Cup sticker album that you
2: got? Oh, I never got. I never got the one I was younger. The first World Cup I remember following was '94. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to. Uh, I like. I have. I have some Upper Deck cards from the '94 World Cup, but I don't have stickers. And then I have those Euro cards from was it 2012? I think Kirk and I collected those and played with those because you could play a game with them. And then, uh, and then of course the the Steve thing, which was great.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I, I the listeners maybe not as much as us. <laughs> yeah, Radio Gold opening cards on air, but we okay, so had a great time doing that.
2: If Steve's listening to this, um. It may I well get in trouble because may I might sell my collection. Or are you short? Sure?
1: Oh, you're, no, I'm, I'm complete.
2: You're complete. The okay. only one
1: I might sell is Alex Morgan's rookie card. I might sell them all together to make more. Ah.
2: But if Steve's listening to this, I won't. No, of course not. Because it would be good. No, no. If be Steve, if Steve tells me he's listening, he listened to this, I won't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd love to know what were the first sticker albums panini or otherwise world cup or otherwise that, that our listeners have got you always remember your your first one your first love and i'm showing you mine just now 86, 86. i used to have, i nick used to have, I, I used to have the ice hockey ones the ice hockey oh. sticker books yeah caitlin's brother has a big pile yeah. of those i always meant to go but, through it and see if anything was worthwhile to nick but never quite got around to doing that but then i got into the upper deck cards ice hockey cards instead one thing I will say, because I, I haven't physically held or seen any of the 2022 World Cup cards, but I have seen them online and stuff. I don't like the design of this year's one at all. I just oh. I don't like it. For me, this one from 86 that I, I'm showing the, the listeners just now, maybe I should release this part on YouTube. I don't know. But this just happened to open up the Scotland page. That is a genuine um, coincidence.
2: Hang on, hang on. I know that guy. I mean, don't say don't say his name. Uh, what one? Uh, the ginger. Don't say his name. He went on to manage. Played for United for a while. Played at other teams, right? So right, and right on the on the right page, at the top, him. him? Yeah, uh-huh. I, I I know his name. Uh, it's well, right your... underneath him. <laughs> no, I can't see that. I can't see it on the screen. It's too small. What, what what's his first name?
1: Gordon. He he wanted to be a coach too, right? Yeah, he, he managed Celtic, and a few other clubs. He Let's also scored for Scotland against... Oh, now. Gordon? Um, I, I I know that. I know his face. I think he, he scored for Scotland against Germany, actually, in the that's... 86 World Cup. Yeah. How I'll tell you. Guys... It's Gordon, Gordon Strachan. Yeah, it's Gordon Strachan. Also, East Fife legend Steve Archibald there. Uh, but that is, of course, not the page that everyone is interested in. It's this page here. It's Canada. Fully complete. I see Ian Bridge. Yes, and I even got this autographed by Dale Mitchell. Uh-huh. Beside Paul Dolan. I should get Paul I should get Dolly actually to yeah. autograph. I fancy I a Dolan autograph
2: more than a Dale Mitchell.
1: So the if if anyone's never seen the nineteen eighty-six Panini album, I, if you check AFTN.ca, just search Panini, I have a, a whole feature on it. But because Canada was one of the smaller teams, it's like double. Each sticker was like two players. So it's the, the shiny oh. crest. It's the, the group photo. And then there's Tino Leterri, Bob Lenarduzzi. They're sharing a, a picture there. Ian Bridge and Terry Moore. Randy Samuel and Bruce Wilson. David Norman. Yeah. And Randy Reagan. Mike Sweeney, Paul James, George Packus and Ken Garraway. Igor Vrablic, I don't even remember him. And Carl Valentine. Should get... Obviously Carol autographed this as well and Dale Mitchell and Paul Dolan but that i I've got which I, I I bought off eBay the 1982 album that is not complete I could have bought a complete one but being a complete asshole, I thought do you know what would be fun and to have as a project to buy an incomplete 1982 World Cup album and then try and complete it Well, that's proved to be an absolute disaster because the stickers (laughs) cost an arm and a leg. And I really should just have bought a complete version. But that's the earliest World Cup one I've got. I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was Peter Stewart that listens to our show. That's got the 78 one, which I I would love to get hold of as well. But I've got every one from 82. Most of them are mine. Um, I I didn't buy one in 84 because I was over here at the World Cup. So that was another one that I bought you off mean, eBay 94? As well. 94? Oh, yeah, sorry, 94. Yeah. So that was another one that I bought off eBay. And it's incomplete as well. But 2006 onwards, I have all completed. And I have some spare stickers going about as well for 2014. Uh, I believe you've got some of my stickers, if I remember right, as well. Was that for World Cup or Euro? I think it was for World Cup.
2: Yeah, I think I do have some. Yes,
1: I also haven't completed the 2015 Women's World Cup one either. Slacker. Yeah, so maybe we should start. I, I suggested this in 2018; it didn't really catch on. We should start a kind of swap thing going for our, our listeners. I yeah. can have swap shop. I can be Noel Edmonds. UK yeah. people we'll know who I'm talking about.
2: Is, I'm guessing someone who's in jail for crimes we don't want. To no,
1: no, of? he's one of the few oh. that wasn't. Oh, okay. He's one of the few from my childhood that is not in in prison. <laughs> How do I forget Gordon Strachan's name? I know. I didn't forget his face. But because I do have all those albums, and if there's an interest, let us know. We might do a little YouTube special on Panini albums through the my, years. My RA in my freshman, uh, my freshman year, his last name was Strachan. I know. I had a, a discussion with Christian Jack once about this, In Italian ninety. Is his favourite Panini sticker album because that's his first one that he really remembers watching. Oh, yeah. So that means a, a lot to him as well. So you can maybe get him on to have a little chat about it as well. But He's let bald. us know, let us know your favourite ones. Let us know your first ones, and we'll we'll do that in the show. So I just wanted to start this show off with a bit of upbeat chat and some some fun and some banter and just get everyone all all happy because for the next two parts we're going to talk about Vancouver Whitecaps, and we'll be back with that. <laughs> After this yeah. Hi, I'm Brian White, and you're listening to the AFTN soccer show
3: писала и ждала в ночи Ты не отвечаешь больше на мои Каждый вечер оставляю под подушкой Хорошей, а плохой я не была Я всю жизнь как паинка по правилам жила Надоело плакать, надоело мне страдать
1: Welcome back to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio 101.9 FM and kicking off this part, an extended song to kick this one off. It's our Artist of the Month here at AFTN for the month of September from Russia with love. It's Ice Peak with their 2020 single taken from their album Vidania, and that was Boohoo or Baha. Or whatever it is that they were singing in russian it's a song it's a it's a it's a beautiful song that you really should check out the video. It's another one of the really arty videos that they've got It's a song about crying over her dead husband that she actually killed because she got angry, but now she wants to dig him up and hug him again like she used to, but she knows if she does that, his body's gonna be cold, so she's just gonna leave him for the plants to grow so fun fun times and fun songs we play here at AFDN. So check them out if you haven't already. They're called Ice Peak, I C Number Three P E A K, Russian band that is banned in Russia because they're very anti-Putin, anti-the war, anti-government, and a big pro. Lot of proceeds from their songs on Spotify and iTunes etc. are getting given to Ukrainian refugee efforts. So please check them out and support them. We'll have more from them in the rest of the shows this month. So this is part of the reason that I've switched the show up. This would normally be part one, but I wanted to to do this part after we played that song because I thought, oh, what Ice Peak song can I I go with that's going to be very fitting to talk about the Whitecaps and the Whitecaps season? There was Dead But Pretty. I thought that was one of it but let's be honest they haven't really been playing very pretty football so i went with boohoo because it's boohoo to the whitecaps playoff aspirations they're surely now dead and buried and they will most likely mathematically be so come wednesday evening i would put some money on that but hey you never know the whitecaps latest loss that 3-1 defeat in Colorado dropped them down to 11th place. The Rapids leapfrogged us with that victory. They're nine points back of the playoff line in the West now. And the 7th place Real Salt Lake. Four games left to play, so only 12 points on the table. One more Caps loss. One more RSL win. And they're mathematically toast. Let's be honest though, Zach. I we said this in last week's show. It's our end of season special! Well I feel we've been doing that since August, but anyway. Um it's it's over now. It must have been love. But it's over
2: now. Uh yeah, no, it uh Was I mean, there love? Yeah. It's a good question. Uh no, I mean they I mean I didn't didn't think that they would make the, make the playoffs for a while now, but um,
1: even when they went above the line,
2: yeah, even when they were above the line, I thought they won't. The, but I mean, the the, the one thing, what I said in the show, the one thing I thought is their one chance is this whole like us against the world sort of. We have this singular focus of you know every game's a final and
1: kind of if yeah if, they've if, lost two cup finals since that attitude came in
2: exactly. But if they if they could kind of um, recapture what they had last year you know, or sorry, the, the focus that they had last year and uh, in the spirit they had last year, but they have, have had a lot of things which we're going to talk about that have kind of worked against that this year.
1: Yeah, but well, we'll kind of delve into, in part three, like what now, what went wrong and what the future might really look like for, for the team. We'll delve into the Rapids game and have a little look around the, the West in in this part. It was a, a game that, I still thought they could get something out of, but it was always going to be tough because you were missing two designated players. And we'll talk about Cava in the the next part as well. But they were missing Cavallini as he was suspended. They were missing Ryan Gold because he was suspended. Both of them quite annoying suspensions for different reasons and we've touched on those before, so we won't do that again. So I think that the lineup that Vani put out All things considered, it was pretty much the best we were going to get. He did go to a back four. Went for the first time this season with the Christmas tree formation. But instead, of course, it was the Whitecaps that were giving out the presents.
2: They left with an empty
1: sack. Well, Colorado was the first
2: in the gift exchange. Colorado,
1: Yes. Yeah, the Secret Santa didn't go very well, and I think the Whitecaps and the gift exchange—they—they they gave away more, and they—they they certainly spent more than they they got back in return. Brian
2: Brian White's face after that goal was like a kid on Christmas.
1: Yes, it was funny because I I didn't get to watch the game live because I put up at UBC, uh, commentating on the the games up there, so I'd I'd avoided the score. Yep, I told Har no spoilers don't think she understands the meaning of that when I get a message from her going, oh, you're not going to want to watch this one. You're not going to like this game. I'm like, oh, I wonder how this could have gone. So thanks, Har, but at least she did prepare me because I would have been getting a little bit carried away when Brian White put the ball in the net in the eighth or ninth minute, whatever it was. But we'll come to the goals in a sec. The, yeah. the lineup and that back four, I think it's what people have been calling for for a while because we don't feel we have the players that can play that back three and Cody Cropper back in on goal. I liked that, when I saw it. I was like back four Cropper in. I like this lineup.
2: Yeah. I, I have a less strong feelings towards Cropper than you. And I think Steve and Har and other people, other people do, um, but we'll talk about that maybe more in a in a true end of season scenario. Yeah. Um I, I don't I, I mean I understand why I understand the thought process and why that decision was made. And I don't like I'm not like, oh that was a horrible you know, that was the worst decision they could have made. Um but I I still like I've said in the past, I still think they should be giving his all as much as as many minutes as uh in competitive first team games as possible. Um
1: I, I think now he will get it because it yeah, really has nothing to to play for so it would be weird not to give it back to Hissau. I mean sometimes it just takes it's like Vanny's rolling all the dice to see what he can yeah. get come up with and it's like, oh let us try this. Let's see if this is it, gonna spark it. Because he, he is more of a leader back there, I feel Cody Cropper.
2: Yeah. Oh he's more veteran, he's he's more vocal uh or he at least appears to be more vocal. Uh yeah. Vanny rolled all the dice and he did not come up Yahtzee,
1: that's for sure. Yeah. And then you had in this four three two one Julian Gressel, who seems to be getting shoehorned into any position possible at the moment, which fair play to him, he does well wherever they ask from him. But it's it just feels that when we go down a couple of guys, the just the depth isn't there. and I'm sure that will be something we we'll touch on in the next part. But I think when you looked at the bench, that was pretty much what you would have put out. As a team?
2: Yeah, I mean, they were limited because of <laughs> because of all the missing people, right? Uh, yeah. I, I, I going back to the back four. I know he's had some real positive moments this year. I, I just find it weird when you play a right footed player at left back. I, I guess the the, the whole. Um, Luis Martins thing has not worked out or whatever like there seems to be like a problem between like natural left-footed fullbacks and the Whitecaps at least yeah in this
1: season. I, I guess actually that was perhaps the really weird one from the lineup is Godinho in there as left back when you do have Martins that you've brought in yeah. as a veteran left back on the bench and then coming yeah. on as well
2: and then that meant that J- Brown was at right back which he can totally play but he Correct me if I'm wrong, he hasn't played. He's been most like last year, he's mostly a fullback. This year, he's mostly a center back, right? So it, it felt a little bit awkward when it again, yeah, we're not in training, or you know, uh, I don't know the last time you went to training, is but like, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, maybe not on form, but in common sense, Luis Martins is the best left back available to them side well I guess well, Gutierrez
1: has been frozen out and yeah. featuring Red WFC oh, okay. too yeah Student
2: Gutierrez Martins is the most natural left wing back fullback. you figure he has to get some kind of playing times playing time because then if you switch him in for Brown put Gudinho on the right side at least it would have felt like people in their more natural positions but I, I, I like the idea of going to like trying a back four but this the, the, the the sad thing is, is and I'm not. I'm going jump ahead and talk to the details. Is I mean, Brown really looked uh, not great. Uh, at, he at was
1: that. given a torrid time by Jonathan Lewis, and I think yeah. as soon as you saw that's what the matchup was, which it was going to be pretty obvious that that's what the matchup was going to be. You did worry. Yeah, and yeah. and
2: and also, yeah. I don't think the. I don't think the 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 four as a whole adjusted the way you would have hoped in like in general in the
1: game. Yeah, and yeah, I mean let, let's get into the game because it, it got off to a, a good start. And I, as I wrote in my match report for this over an AFTN, it, this game is a little bit like Vanny Sartini's reign as White Cats manager. It all started so well. And then the wheels seem to have come off. Because Brian White got, which was a, a good goal. You've got to say Abubakar. It was a nice little flick over Abubakar to start with by White. But oh, then uh, Abubakar uh, uh, slips.
2: That, okay, Michael, you cannot call that a nice little flick. That was totally misplayed by White. He over, he overhits it.
1: Really? i have to watch that back. I genuinely oh, thought he no. did a nice little flick.
2: No, no, no. He miss, he 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 gets too much on it, he doesn't want it to go that far. The only reason he he got to the ball is because of Bubakar, you know, essentially falls down, falls over. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't think he's trying to flick it over. I don't, I mean, I don't think personally he's trying to flick it over his head. And I've watched it a couple times, so maybe I'm wrong, but um, it all came from I thought you would be excited because it all came from you know one of your typical Scottish British, you know, long balls forward from Ranko. Uh, you know, just a hit and hope, and it, and it, and it gets to white. He has this what I'm calling a poor touch, and then and then and then it's Christmas, and Bubakar is like, hey, why don't you have the ball and go in? And and then, to, like you said, it was a good goal in the sense of White then controls it, fakes them both defenders out, and they think he's going to shoot it first time with his left. He cuts back on his right and slots home. So in that sense, it was a good finish. But you look at look at White's face after he scores and. You can tell how um, how lucky he feels to have scored such a goal.
1: Well, it's only his fourth goal in the league this Being season. League, yeah. And I'll be totally honest; I did not expect him to put that in the back of the net. I thought he was going to mess it up. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. Like the Brian White of last year, I would have fully expect to bury that. But with the form that he's been in, I just did not think he was going to tuck it away. But he did. Fair play to him. He took it well. He did everything right that he needed to do. Yeah, Abubakar slipped, but he still has to make the most of that opportunity. So he puts it away, and the Whitecaps have the lead. And then they just seem to stop playing. Yeah. I mean, I've put this in the notes for the next part, but I'm going to say it here. Is it too much to ask to have a Whitecaps team that actually likes to play with the ball instead yeah. of this, let's just give possession up. We're good with giving possession up.
2: Michael, uh how long have you been watching the White Caps now?
1: Well that's the thing. It's like from what? Robo onwards, that's been our teams. That's been our identity. Was Rennie like that as well?
2: I think Rennie played I think he played on the counter a bunch, but I think he mm. didn't hate possession, but uh but to me, I was gonna say, Michael, in the MLS era. Like it, it feels like not since like you know the USL era when the whitecaps were the you know big fish in a small pond and and had quality players comparatively speaking within the league uh where they could play a, you know a game where they possessed you know had high possession and were you know the game was 90 minutes of them trying to break down a, a team that you know came to swangard to defend for their lives to try and get something out of it um yeah
1: i, I, I don't know I mean it's not for the entertainment factor. because as I've made very clear I'd take 1-0 grind out victories at at the end of the day old school Nashville if you want to look at it that way although they're a different animal this year yesterday though interestingly talking of Nashville I watched the Nashville LA Galaxy game oh yeah because there's no other football to watch this weekend of of much interest to me I think you found some German stuff to watch but Michael you missed every weekend in the Bundesliga is a great great weekend Oh yeah, Byron. Byron's going to sack the manager, not top of the table after six games. That's shocking. But anyway, let's not get you off on that road. Um, But Nashville were leading LA Galaxy into the 95th, 6th minute, whatever it was, and they had 32% possession at home. So I know it can work, but it would just be nice to actually feel that you're controlling the game and you're taking the game to the opposition. You're not just sitting back waiting for what seems like the inevitable to happen, which in this case it did.
2: Well, Michael, just if my memory might be wrong, but when I was looking at the stats yesterday, I believe that the Whitecaps did have the greater possession in the game.
1: Oh, no, yeah, but...
2: Well, I know what you mean. I know what you're saying.
1: After they scored, they basically just gave up possession. Yeah, yeah. And then once Colorado went ahead, they did exactly the same thing probably knowing that with who the Whitecaps had in the pitch, there wasn't really going to be much coming back in return. But nine minutes in, it's 1-0 Vancouver and then our good friend Jizzy, he got Jizzy with it in the 21st minute. He tied things up and a couple of things to, to talk about in this one. Yeah, Jonathan Lewis, who was like man of the match, he was yeah. outstanding. He tore the Whitecaps a new one. That long ball forward for him to run onto and it was a great long ball forward as well. I mean that's worthy getting a an assist, but I know they always always they just do first and second assists, but I mean that set everything up. As soon as that was a foot race with Lewis and Brown, Brown was never winning that. Brown was never going to get the better of Lewis. Yeah,
2: I But I think the bigger I don't know, the bigger fault in it is you can't leave a player like Jossie artist that wide open.
1: No. There was a nice little flick on from Gutierrez as well, although I don't know how much he knew off it. If he tried to control it and in the end he just poked it to Zardes, oh no, he intentionally but... passed it off to Zardes because Zardes was so wide open. Mm. But yeah, so yeah you, again, you leave one of the most dangerous players on the team and oh, a yeah, guy he's... that I would happily try and make a play for in the off season. Like, let's give Brian White and some gam and get Jesse Zardes here.
2: Yeah, I'm sure you'd love that. Um, no, it's a totally intentional pass. And a really a really good left-footed finish by, by Jossie Zardes, who, you know, isn't always known for his first touch. But he He's likes to score. Like- into the back
1: of the net. I mean, he really got some welly on that. He likes to score against Vancouver. Does it? Doesn't everyone? be interesting if you look at some of the top all-time scorers in the league and how many of them have a very high percentage of goals uh, well, against. Well, the, no- the number one does. Oh, yes, Wando, caps killer. <laughs> How many other caps killers have we talked about over the years? A lot there, of feels.
2: There's one from Colombia, I think. Mm.
1: Well, then we get just over the half hour mark, and I, I guess the big talking point from the game, the contentious talking oh, point oh, yeah. from the game, the the Kevin Stott show. <laughs> Although I, I don't, I don't blame Kevin Stott for this at all. I do blame the the fourth official because he's gone yeah. by the guidance of the fourth official. Of course, I'm talking about the penalty incident, and I've got a, a few issues with this, and it's not just because it was outside the box. Uh, although that's clearly one of them. I mean, it, it was outside the box. Has there been any clarification?
2: I haven't been checking, but has there been any clarification in terms of like because it
1: followed through into the box or something? No, something? I, I don't understand. The, the pool Some deported... you can help me understand this the pool reporter asked the referee afterwards why it was given when the challenge seemed to show it was outside of the box and he said it went to var i got the check through from var that they checked it and there was nothing to review it wasn't there was no clear and obvious error so i guess var did look at it and thought he has carried forward into the box
2: so yeah, that's the thing. There needs to be some kind of clarification this week from the league.
1: Oh, there will be, because Pro, Pro do yeah. very well there, at doing there that.
2: There, there's something that we're not understanding in the laws of the game that, you know, we don't know. Maybe it would be nice if Steve was here because maybe he would, you know, he likes to keep up on these things. But there's either something we don't understand in the laws of the game or the, the VAR people royally screw this up.
1: I think it is the latter. Oh, I think it's the latter too. And obviously a lot's been made of that and it was a potential game-changing incident. Cause, I mean, yeah, it scored wasn't at 1-1. It wasn't potentially game-changing. It was the winning match, winning goal. I still think Colorado would have won. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously it's a whole different game at, at 1-1 and you don't know how the Whitecaps are, are going to play for, for the last hour when the game's tied at, at 1-1. My My other big issue though with this is Ranko well, because right. he made the referee have to make a decision yeah. he knows he's in a tussle with Lewis so you know you're probably not going to be in a good position against that guy so you're pushing and shoving each other 20-25 yards from goal bring him down there yeah, you might get a booking, so be it, but it's not in a dangerous position. Don't let him get anywhere near the box and then have the contact. Okay. Although, again, there's questions, did, did Lewis catch the back of Ranko? Yeah. And was that I, the I, clip that sent him down? But I, you, you just don't let that happen. You get a tackle in before that. You give up a foul, you give up a booking, whatever. You don't I, let a referee have to make that decision.
2: I don't want to be a like considered a Ranko apologist, but... Uh, I, I have to think that that's partly what he was thinking, Michael. Hey, if I just take him down now, I'm outside the box. You know, I'll get, like exactly. You don't the- let
1: it that close. You just right, so,
2: and that's where uh, Simon Fudge would say, "Yeah, his uh, decision making is too slow for him." Plus, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I I kind of agree with you, but again, it's hard to. Um, It's it's hard to for me to fully put this at his feet because this is such an it feels like it's such an egregious error.
1: Yeah, I mean, mean, there's no doubt about it. It is, and I I don't I genuinely don't think it's going to have made much difference to the Whitecaps season. But if the Whitecaps now went out and won their last four games, it's now a massive decision. Yep, that's fair. Up steps Rubio. Buries the penalty, as you would expect. And it's 2-1 Colorado. Cropper went the right way. Yeah. I kind of... I thought, oh, Cropper might just somehow get a hand to this and just save the game. And it would have been interesting to see how the last hour played out. It did feel, though, that Colorado were in the ascendancy because we just had stopped playing by that point. Um whether they would have gone on to get the winning goal, whether the white would have gone on to get the winning goal, would it have been a draw? Obviously, we'll, we'll never know. But it was then decided as a 3-1 score line with a, a nice finish by by Lewis from a tight angle at the near post. I, I I do feel that's the kind of shot that should never end up in the back of the net, though.
2: Yeah, and this is where people earlier yelling at their um, phones or whatever they're listening to this on are or, or saying, why would you want Luis Martins to start when he, he can get beaten like, <laughs> yes. like
1: this? Okay, um, I mean, let's be fair though. Luis would beat a lot of top quality fullbacks yeah. in MLS. Yeah. And the White but, Caps ones as well. But,
2: you, but you're right. I, like, yeah. I, I mean, seeing crop, I, I think... I don't want to say Cropper should have, but yeah, I agree with you. You'd expect your keeper to get a hand to that.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you see the angle from behind Lewis, it's such a tight angle. It's a great finish by Lewis. I mean, don't get me wrong. And he was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. But, yeah, that's not a goal you really want to give up. And then after that, it was was game over. Colorado saw the the game out pretty comfortably. Not too much more to talk about with the game just in general the game the form of play it's just it's been woeful since they got above the playoff line pretty much well, i guess the RSL game wasn't too bad but after that everything else has been woeful really to to watch i was trying to think to try and get some positives from this game and it was tough the only one i could really come up with is i think pedro viti had one of his best games as a white cap. He had
2: some spark. He had some creativity. I, I can't think of everything he did, but there was that nice ball he put in that black men should have got on the end of. Um, yeah. Yeah. He he wasn't amazing, but yeah, he, yeah, there were some signs of what he could possibly do.
1: <laughs> White's finish was good. But yeah. aside from that, I am struggling to, to get much positive to take from that. And this is in a week where Vannie said that they really need to step up and etc, cetera, etc, cetera, do all that stuff. And they, they just really didn't.
2: They did not.
1: And I know it's tough when you're missing two DPs. But at the same time, the flip side of that is Vanny's always telling us he has a squad of 22 players. Yeah. And if you're that reliant, I mean, you can't be reliant on Lucas Cavallini. Because A, you know he's going to miss a lot of games. And B, he hasn't been a regular starter either. Ryan Gold is clearly a big loss, but you've got to have the capability to deal with that because he could be injured. He had concussions earlier this year, so you've got to have the players backing you up yeah. that if, you've, if you're if you missing Gold for a game or two, that you don't suddenly have nothing in the middle of the park or nothing in the attacking yeah. number 10 role. Yeah,
2: I think, the, I think he Vanny and the staff will be very disappointed that they did not get more from, especially Dahomey when he came on. And even though he came on late, I think Ricketts and uh, Raposo as well, they would have hoped that they could they could have you know helped spark things a lot more than they did.
1: I, I was a little surprised Simon Beecher didn't get on, considering he came on and scored, and they called him up yeah. for WFC too.
2: And and remind me, they can be called up four times and used twice.
1: Four times, but they can only play twice. So he's, I guess maybe he was thinking after the third goal went in, ah, well, that's our season done. Let's have a look at him in a full, in a, game, in a or... full game down yeah. the stretch because he's
2: been played once but how many times has he been called up is that his third I
1: think that was just his second, second. call okay. up might have been his third but it just,
2: it's just weird if you put him on a bench like later and that the other team knows he can't play
1: Oh <laughs> like... well, yeah but well, they, they wouldn't obviously do that they wouldn't call him up again
2: but they did that already with uh uh, didn't they do it with Ali
1: Affman? No, because he's he A- played A- twice. He played twice and then once I don't think he did play, but he's he's had his two things at so Ali well, can't, That's the thing. I thought he was again. on the
2: bench another time after that. No. Oh okay.
3: No.
1: But that loss, as I mentioned, it put the White Caps down to 11th. They're in 34 points. Colorado 10th and 36th. Seattle 9th. Hanging in there, still fighting for their playoff lives on 39. Wouldn't it be sweet if the Whitecaps finally got back to some good home form and beat the Sounders next Saturday and put a big nail in the Sounders playoff coffin? I think that's all we can really hope for now for the rest of the season is for that to happen. I
2: was going to say, Michael, like what? What what world do you see that happening? What dimension?
1: Well, you never know. They could have injuries. Are you, are you
2: are you gonna go? Are you gonna bring some donuts down to to like celebrate? Um,
1: it depends.
2: Yeah, you should. You go. Well, you got lots of friends there. I mean,
1: yeah. Well, um, uh, Jackson Phelps from the radio crew and some of the radio Cascadia guys are, are coming up as well. So nice. get a chance to to possibly see them. Just under the the playoff line is Wednesday's opponents for the Whitecaps. LA Galaxy, so the Whitecaps yeah. next two games, the Galaxy and Seattle, I mean the Whitecaps could play spoilers here I'm trying to clutch at straws I'm trying to finish this part in a positive well, but
2: also mathematically they're not done Michael
1: well they're not but, but, they're done. but they're done. when you look at how many games are left for the rest, you're pretty much needing every team above you to lose three of their last four games, yeah and I'm sure a few of them are going to be playing each other, so that's going to be tough. But, I mean, Salt Lake, if they get the win on... Well, I mean, if if the Whitecaps win their their last four matches, they're in 46 points. So right now at the top, LAFC is the only team that's guaranteed in the postseason in the West. They're leading the way on 60 points. Yeah. Austin's second on 51, so they're all but in. Dallas are third on 49 so you've got Nashville on 46. So technically, the Whitecaps could catch them with four wins, and they would have the tiebreaker in wins. So yeah, that's possible. Portland, 45. They're in fifth. Minnesota, 44. Salt Lake and 43. If the Whitecaps were to lose to the Galaxy on Wednesday, or drop any points at all on Wednesday, a Salt Lake wins pretty much. That's going to be the end of it. Yeah. But I said this in last week's show, I'm going to say it again. You look at Nashville, they're now sitting fourth, and they were third for for one little part of it as well. But that could have been us. When you look at the games we had against Nashville, if they'd gone differently, if we'd kept her on the form. I won't use my usual phrase when I'm talking about ifs. I was
2: going to say, are you going to switch it?
1: But... It just feels, and this is something else that we've said so many times over the years, that we're just off the pace of so many other teams in terms of quality, depth, excitement. Every off-season, we make some additions, we maybe get a little bit stronger, but the teams round about us, the teams that are below us, get even stronger and make better additions than the couple that we make. You and just, that's like, something that we need to address.
2: You should just record that as elegant, elegantly as possible or as profoundly as possible, and then you just play it every year.
1: It does sadly feel like that, doesn't it?
2: No, well, literally what's happened every yeah. year.
1: Well, we'll take a look then at what might be next for the Whitecaps in the final part of this episode. What does the future hold in store? What does the rest of this season hold in store? We'll be back chatting about all of that after this. Hey, I am Axel Schuster and I'm listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Welcome back to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio 101.9 FM and kicking off this part I've gone back to 1987 and a track from the CD version of one of the all-time classic indie debut albums Leeds Band, The Wedding Present their album was called George Best the famous Irish footballer Adorns the front cover of that album. It's one of the most iconic indie albums that's got a football front on it. And for me, from first track to last track, and I, I had the vinyl version and I bought the CD version with the extra tracks. It's just an absolute classic album. That was a song by The Wedding Present called Getting Nowhere Fast. And that song just instantly came into my head when I was drawing up the rundown for this show. Because it does feel that the Whitecaps, after 12 years in MLS, are getting nowhere fast. There's a line at the end of the song that says, and I played the whole song there, so if you didn't like it, apologies. But it's a great song. It's only a minute, 45, live with it. But there's a line at the end of the song that says, we've lost our warranty We'll never get our money back. So, Cava. I <laughs> think our warranty's gone on Lucas Cavallini. I don't think the White Cats are going to get their money back on him. And it was confirmed by D-I-S-C-O. Disco. Disco. D-I-S-C-O. That Cava has got... A four-game ban. Oh, no. Unexpected. Not really. He stamped on a guy's neck. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Four-game ban for Kava. Second of which was served against Colorado. We touched on it on last week's show, Zach. That was the rumours. I thought he might even get five. They're settled at four. Still a disgrace. He wasn't at training this past week, is the feedback I got from Har. Wait, what? He's probably been given time to, to think about things. Think about what things? Think about what he's done. I was going to start this this part with... Because you like Bill and Sebastian. Because they've got their song... The boy done wrong again. And I thought, that's Cava's theme tune. We might do that at the end of the season. We'll try and come up with a, a theme song for all the players. But yeah, four games out. We'll, we'll talk about it when it gets to the last two games. I still don't think he should play again for the Whitecaps this season. Would not be sad if he doesn't play another game for the Whitecaps at all.
2: Yeah, I don't I, don't, I don't. I think there's a lot of people who would agree with that sentiment.
1: Yeah, and from some of the feedback that we got from last week's show, that did seem to be the overriding sentiment, I've got to say. Yeah. Now, another line from the wedding presents going nowhere fast says, we are not looking forward and we are not looking back. Let's hope that doesn't apply to the Whitecaps and that they're just standing still because... If you look at the twelve MLS seasons that Whitecaps have had, how much have we really advanced? I don't. I, we've not gone backwards because we're not bottom every single season, as in season one. We have gone backwards this season from last season, but in general,
2: weren't they bottom a couple
1: of years ago? Ah, uh, yeah, but we're, we're not bottom now. We're not bottom now, so we haven't gone backwards. But we so haven't. They only would have been relegated. Forwards. twice. Yes. We haven't taken the great leap forward. So, are we standing still? Well, those round about us make the key additions. I don't know, but
2: uh, I don't know if you've been keeping up on things, but they really missed out on an opportunity to bring in that uh, local boy, Ryan Reynolds, as an investor. Yeah. I mean, have you're you like, watch,
1: Have you you're watched like the, the show? It, I haven't watched the Rex oh. thing. Because it, it, it partly pisses me off that they've gone over and invested in a club in Wales. When he has got a local club that he could invest in. Yeah, and, but he, and automatically bring some star power to it.
2: But that's partly what I've learned from watching the show with my son, is that it's like it wasn't his thing, it was the other guy. It was the other guy who wanted to do this. Oh, the other Ryan. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh it's, no, it's uh what's his name? Rob. Rob. Oh Rob. Rob and Ryan. So the Rob Mackle any or whatever his name yeah. is. He was the one it was he wanted to do this, but there's no way he could afford. He he has oh. TV money, but he needed ah. movie money and uh, what did he say? Uh, superhero money and um, a, a alcohol company owner money and mobile owner money. Like he, he as soon as he met what well,
1: even he, for Wrexham,
2: yeah, apparently. Well,
1: because the well I mean, they've got the, high hopes, I know, to get them up yeah. the, the leagues and everything. Yeah, rhythm, yeah. It, it's, that's on Disney Plus, isn't it? uh i don't know if it's actually on disney plus
2: right now it maybe will be one day but i just watch it on tv on fx or whatever channel oh so I'm, yeah
1: oh because fx is isn't fx on
2: disney i think some of their some of their shows are yes well, i sure. will ch- but, tell
1: you what, I, I will check this out i'll catch up with it and we'll do a TVOD. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'd like to it's chat a, about that. It's a good one. Because, ha- like, I have been following Wrexham's Fortunes. I've actually I've followed Wrexham's Fortunes since I went out of the league because I loved the race course ground. It was your traditional, old-school football stadium, which is now obviously getting changed, all seating and stuff like that. But they had so much standing terracing around there. And you. for me, I think of Wrexham, I think about their, their cup win over Arsenal, Mickey Thomas, and just... Like great cup runs and stuff like that as well. So, they are a big t- club. They should be back in the football league. My son and I came are, so close last season. Maybe this is this season. My son and I are joining. Watch it. We this
2: summer we watched all. He's seen now all the all or nothing's and even um, Sunderland till I die. And every so often he he. Lo- he I mean, he doesn't love Suther- Sunderland. Thank goodness. He calls him Sutherland too often. But um. S- he, uh, and I say, no, they're not owned by Kiefer. Um, uh, <laughs> See, I was thinking you know, Donald. Oh, yeah, there you yeah, go. That shows our age difference. <laughs> um, but he he loves the theme song from that. So I put it on my phone. So every so often, I'll just start playing it. Ah. <laughs>
1: like, no, I'll, I'll maybe catch up with those, because we're going to have a very long off-season. Let's be brutally yeah. honest here. So we're going to have a lot More of, enjoy- of
2: airtime to fill. We're enjoying watching Welcome Welcome to Rexton. Yeah.
1: Also, let's be totally honest as well. The off-season shows are are favorite shows oh yeah that's the ones that we get to go three hours and thought like how are you doing three hour shows when there's no football on because it's the most enjoyable part of following the white caps when they're not playing (laughs) the the actual (laughs) football on the pitch is what spoils it which says something yeah like
2: i mean i mean when you ask like why where are they at and whatever it's like yeah they failed they failed to to capture the imagination of the city they play in because yep. they they have never, they, I I get that you don't want to overpay for players and whatever, but they've never they've they've been intentional about never bringing in a player that um, casual football fans have heard of, right? Like like even just think, welcome to Rexham. How many how many people knew about Rexham football or you know Rexham mm. AFC before this thing? Right and how many um how many Americans and North Americans uh Ryan Ryan Reynolds tweeted out something like oh like Canada knows what's up because it was like it had like the second highest ratings after like Game of Thrones in Canada or something the oh showed. really yeah it was like the second most watched show according to
1: some whatever I, I, something but that I, really pisses me off though is that the National League they don't have a broadcasting deal I I love non-league yeah. football I've talked a lot about it so they don't have a broadcasting deal. And they've gone even further this year that they will not let clubs sell individual rights to games for overseas viewers and stuff anymore. Yeah, I,
2: I think they've been it's disappointed about that. Baffling Cause to me because during the beginning of the pandemic, they could they
1: were watching on dodgy stream. Yeah, say, in one interview, but and in the UK, it's BT Sport that's got the right for it, and a lot of folk don't have BT Sport to watch it, and I've got highlight shows over the the. Weeks from various different meetings and stuff as well, but I'd love to to watch more of the non-league football. Anyway, we're getting totally sidetracked. No, let's no, talk, let's team, talk about well, Canada's non-league football teams <laughs> and get back to the Whitecaps here.
2: No, but seriously, they, they've they've failed to uh, to like capture people. Uh, yeah, because there's some big
1: there's some big clubs last season, the season before, and this season in the national league that's gone out the football league that's gone bust, and they're trying to get back into it. And I think there'd be a lot of interest. And the games that I, I watch regularly on it, absolutely fantastic football. It's like, it's very entertaining. About, I'm talking about the Whitecaps. Oh. The, 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 I, was, I was back to non-National oh. League.
2: No, I'm saying the Whitecaps have failed to capture the people's imagination. Oh, yes.
1: In, Sorry. Yeah. Bringing, in, okay. bringing Let's get back to Whitecaps. <laughs> we are a Whitecaps podcast. You're trying to bring it back. I tried to rein it in, and yeah. then you did rein it in, and then I just went back <laughs> off again. So, Whitecaps, one solitary playoff win in 12 MLS seasons and and
2: some people in this country I think like to remind them that it was technically a play-in game (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) I hadn't even remembered that although although I think they have some playoff draws right oh yeah we drew 0-0 with Seattle Uh, we drew 0-0 with Portland (laughs) some some like momentous matches oh classics yeah again is it wrong to want a team that actually plays decent football? Anyway, this season, it does feel like a regression, and not just because they've not made the playoffs, but ultimately that well, it yeah, is. It, why?
2: It feels like a regression, though, because last year they over incredibly overly achieved.
1: Well, they did. And we touched on it on last week's show about Vanny and whether he was secure or not, and my thoughts, and I had a, a chat with Greg Petrie on Twitter about, about this, oh, yeah. our good friend and long-time listener, and he said, I feel you're overestimating how secure Vanny's job is. And I said, I can't see them not giving him the start to the season, getting the Champions League games out of the way, and then just seeing how he starts the year after building the squad. And then I was thinking about it, and then I watched the game last night, I think he's in a perilous situation here, depending on how these last four games are you go. Saying,
2: are you saying that his future's on a shiggly peg? Sugly peg, yes. Peg his coat is for. on a
1: shiggly peg. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I, I think it is now.
2: I mean, I, last year I said they shouldn't bring him back, but um, I, it's weird, right? Because you look at the year or year and a half, whatever he's had, and he came in on the back of them losing in the Voyagers Cup in in our national uh our one national truly national competition and then going on this crazy run making the playoffs and like going out with a whimper and here you are this year and he's won the national title Mm -hmm. like he's won the voyagers cup or the title the national canadian championship for, for the voyagers cup he's won that and he's not not going to make a player not likely to make up the playoffs, not likely to get that one extra away game and lose, and is considered a failure. It, it, it's to me, uh, I'm I, again, I'm not pro Vanny staying or anything, but to me, it's kind of like you're going to fire the guy who's won like one of your, uh, you know, you've won two of these tournaments ever, and, uh, and you're gonna, I don't know, I I'm not saying I'm not saying he should be given more time. But that surely has to be one of the reasons why they why the Yeah, might.
1: well, that that's why I was pretty sure he was going to at least get the start of the season. But... Yeah. Having, uh, said
2: that, having said that, too, the, the Voyager's Cup,
1: they did have the soft,
2: like the easiest road to the Voyager's Yeah, Cup. it yeah. was like be-
1: beating CPL teams and then just beating TFC. I, I, we're not trying to... Like disparage to win. They still have to beat the teams in front of them. And it was a great run and it was a great moment, a great evening. And it's one that's going to long live in the memories of Whitecaps fans. I had a great time. Highlight of the season by a country mile. (laughs) The second highlight of the season was getting above the playoff line. And we didn't even do shows during that because I was away back in Scotland. So (laughs) we've only had the one really good thing to celebrate this season. The thing that I feel is going to make it perilous for Vanny is three of these last four games are at home. Oh, yeah. And the home form's not been great. It started off good, but off late it hasn't been great. And these are tough games that they've got yeah. as well. You've got the Galaxy, you've got Sounders, you've got Austin. Now, on current form, I don't expect them to get maybe a point against the Galaxy, but that might be it. Maybe a point against Austin, because they aren't as good away from home as as at home.
2: Oh, well, I think Greg Vanny's going to be. Greg Vanny, both well, Seattle and and LA Galaxy need to take the three points.
1: Well, Vanny's coat was hanging by like Greg Vanny's coat was yeah. hanging by a peg until that last ditch penalty, which was a penalty. It was. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely a penalty. And then they tied it up, and they got a point at Nashville. Like but I said, that point,
2: he yeah. was in trouble. I think, like I said at the beginning of the year, I still think he's going to find a way to get them in the in the playoffs.
1: I I then was starting thinking watching that Nashville game, and I thought the Galaxy were going to lose. I, not being funny here, I, I'm genuine about this. Would you take Greg Vanny for our Vanny? If if Vanny Sartini got uh, fired, and Greg Vanny was available, I think would you take I, him?
2: I think the Vancouver Whitecaps would be in a much better place if they had Greg Vanny as their head coach as opposed to Vanny Sartini for sure.
1: I, th- I think I would as well. Of course, th- I mean, there's a there's a famous, famous German manager that's looking for work just now. Has worked with Axel before.
2: Oh, yeah, that's not. Has been let go by that Chelsea. A, that was a you saw. I think last week, he tweeted that as a joke, and then people were like, "Oh, but, yeah."
1: But I, I, like when he was fired, I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> no, it, Jurgen Klopp might be available soon.
2: Thomas Tuchel is. Uh, he's a very unique personality who has trouble getting along with individuals. And but
1: we're all friendly here in Vancouver.
2: Yeah, that won't matter. He's obviously a, a very good coach, but he's the kind of person where I don't see him lasting long anywhere, really.
1: I'm I'm genuinely stunned that Chelsea got rid of him at this point, but anyway, that, that would be fun. But, I think there's a lot of pressure on Vani because these games are at home and we're still in a season ticket campaign as well. Yeah. What well, is that, September 15th or something? I saw did something. I... Was it not extended to October now? Or did, did, I, <laughs> really? did I, I might have dreamt that. Let me double check. But it is going to be interesting what the renewals are. And, of course, you do still have the whole executives thing hanging around and yeah, a that's... lot of folk are saying that they're not going to... to to renew until they know about that or they find out what's happening and if the team's on a bad run of form it's not obviously an easy sell if you got rid of a manager which they have done before it it adds a little bit of of spice to things and it it gets folk a little bit more intrigued but whether Vanny stays or not I think everyone can agree that there is a lot of change needed in, in this squad now, I say maybe everyone can agree. It's going to be interesting to see if Vanny feels that and if Axel says that, to, to be honest. What I don't want to hear in the post-season press conference uh, that they're going to have for, for Media Day is we only need to make a few additions to get back to being competitive because well, they don't.
2: Well, we Again, we said last year that when they said that, that they were delusional because yes. they bar- like they barely got in last year. And it was a very unique situation that they were able to, you know, take advantage of by, you know, going on an amazing run. They did, and, and you saw other teams players. adding even stronger pieces right yeah. about them. And then you had the whole thing, you know, oh, our new additions are the guy who got injured and never played. And it was like, no, that's not a new addition. And by the way, he never played this year. And yeah,
1: he's gone, gone now. <laughs> yeah. Here's a question for you. I don't have, don't think I've seen this discussed anywhere, but I have been a little bit off. Twitter the, the last few weeks, so maybe not fully up to date with everything. Ryan Gold. Good last season, good this season, key player for the White Caps. Will he want to stay around? Will he be garnering interest maybe from within MLS, but more likely from the UK? Oh we you know he doesn't like to stay at relegated sides.
2: <laughs> will he consider
1: this a relegation? Um, no, he, he, no, he wouldn't. I mean, he, he, no. he does like it here. He likes life here. But at the it, same time, he's going to want to be on a winning team. I can see like Ryan Max Gold,
2: I can see Ryan Gold honoring his contract, but um, not like doing whatever he can to tell them, like, hey, do not take my option. Hmm. Right, because I think he has three, is it three guaranteed years it's plus It's only three one? plus one, yeah. Yeah, so I can see that. I can see him being you know, like, look, if you take my option, I'm going to, you know, cause a stink or whatever
1: i mean i'm i'm pretty sure english championship scottish premier maybe even lower english premier yeah. will or, be or, interested or, in them or
2: he'll say didn't take my option but then you have to transfer me kind of thing right. i
1: i genuinely wouldn't be surprised if ryan moved on at the end of the season and i haven't heard anything that's just no, pure no. speculation
2: but but, but they, they can't surely they they can't allow that to happen
1: if, I, if someone comes in, like, there's money they, for him. They
2: finally have a, a number 10, who they, to be fair, haven't fully surrounded with players to help him. But they have a number 10, and they seem to have a quality number six in Kubas. Mm. They, they surely can't get rid who of him. He has
1: fallen off a bit. He seems to have come down to the rest of the team's level.
2: That's a fair critique.
1: Um, but I, I think he still has... is
2: there's. He, I think he still has more than enough potential to be a, like a, a good number six. Oh, wait, he
1: does. And we've got Schopf now as well. Yeah. Who looked absolutely gassed last night yeah. down there. Oh, he looked... that well, he was not it, handling those conditions well. Well, yeah. I, mean, if I was talking
2: to him post-game, one of the first questions would be like, oh, when's the last time you played at altitude? And was it as draining as this? Yeah. Well, How
1: much weight do you feel you've lost in that game?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he... he He hasn't played as well as I thought he would uh, yet, but
1: no. um, But again, I think there there's some there are some good pieces there. But that's the thing, like the Whitecaps have always been criticized in the past. Oh, you're not spending money. Where's the Davis money gone? Like who's Davis? Davies. Oh, Davies. Where's the Davies money gone? And then people and are like hey, that was people long seem to time think over. that Davies money is like yeah. a bottomless pit of cash that is gonna last forever. Well they now, think
2: that Kerfa put it in the bank and is just spending I the know, interest.
1: But they're not allowed to do. It's like it has to get put back into the team. The right. the owners can't pocket it. It's just it's MLS rules. Yeah. Um but you look at the fact they have spent money and the scouting and the recruitment has been much better. You look at the people that's come in from within MLS, Gressel, mm-hmm. Blackman. Although after my comments yeah, on Gressel. Blackman last, last week, a few people did get in touch to say, "Look, he's been at fault for goals as well. He's not great. He's still a quality MLS defender." I yeah. I, I don't have issues with, with keeping I, him around. I rate Gressel before. very highly. I'm,
2: I'm, yeah, I'm Gressel. Sorry.
1: So I mean, yes. Yeah. If if you're looking at a starting eleven. There's probably half a team to build it around,
2: but the problem but, the problem is they have these players that they're starting too often who don't deserve be starting. Yes, because they're on like legacy contracts and they serve the club off the field apparently and whatever. Yeah, like, and we don't but- have a starting eleven. Those players need to be gone. Like, like you have to make football decisions, and those people need to need to be moved on. Which they, I can't see them doing. Well, I can see them maybe doing one, but I, I can't see them doing both. In the but off-season.
1: it's going to be tough to move some of them on. Like a, a guy like yeah. Florian Jungwirth, he's just got well, a one year deal, so he he's he done. can go. Although he's he is in the coaching staff for I think it's under seventeen, sixteen or seventeen. There's no way he's to... a player next year. No, no way. So, I mean, he's he's going to be off the books. So that's what six hundred thousand or something that they're freeing up salary wise. <laughs> Jake Nierwinski, for me, he had trade value. He still has trade value, but his salary is going to be prohibitive, I feel, for some teams trying to take him off the Whitecaps' hands.
2: Yeah, but he's a part... Russell Tiber. on that
1: salary, who would take him in MLS? Yeah.
2: And that's the problem. Didn't they just renew one or both of them last year? (laughs) Or they both renew them in the last two years? Yeah. It's it, it just and even and even Brian White, like I said, last, we said, we said yeah. last year, Brian White had you know overperformed, and then they gave him a new big deal. Like they, they, like you, they should have sat down and said, "Look, you were excellent this year. We're going to give you a mid level raise, uh, but if you have another year like this, we'll we'll sit down
1: again and we're we're willing mm-hmm. to you know like I don't so now, now he's on a high ticket and he's got four MLS goals to his name exactly. That's not, it's like you can negotiate with other teams, go, oh, look what he did in 2021. In yeah. And they'll be like, yeah, look what he did in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to be tough. There's some tough decisions need to get well, made. And around that, tied into the whole coaching
2: situation, is how do you actually want them to play? Like, do you? Is the, are they going to keep going in the back three kind of direction? Uh, you know, I think that 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 really influences because if you if you want to go in that r- route, you need be- you need much better uh, wingbacks. Yeah, I mean, Gressel obviously is, is I think great, but on the other side, you something tragic has happened with Gutierrez, and no one else who's played the position is good enough, in my opinion, on all, on an yeah. ongoing basis.
1: What happens though then if you've got a new coach that comes in and that's not how he wants to play? Well, that's the thing. That that's the thing. You ha- that's
2: what I mean. This is what Axel Schuster's job is: mm-hmm. is to uh, is to be over all of that, to help decide all of that, to help shape and frame that. Right. So, I mean, that's the, the, the number one thing they're going to be the number one thing on the, the the decisions they're making or that they've already made is: do we want to keep going with Vanny, and you know, including do we want him to keep going in the uh, uh, you know a three at the back kind of direction. Or do we want to change it up? And is the person the person we want to bring in? What do they want to? What do they want to? You know, how do they want to approach things? Yeah. And so that, this is where now you have, you know, to their credit, they have some uh, better football people having these conversations at the football club. People like Axel, people like uh, Overhaul, uh, and probably one or two others um, are having these types of conversations, right? So, the, but these decisions, I, 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 would bet, I would bet, I would hope that they've been made internally by now and they know what they're going well, to be doing yeah.
1: season, but cuz that, that was something i was going to say to you no uh, i'll put my cards on the table here if the white caps got into the playoffs and were one and done again to me that's no different than not making the playoffs really yeah, it's like fair. i i really could not give a toss or stand another time it's like oh, we made the playoffs yeah.
2: we're would out of the playoffs you wouldn't you can't give you wouldn't give a toss but would you give it to homey
1: Baby, who hasn't had a great season, but has not. I don't know. I we'll we'll, uh, we'll uh, talk uh, about the homie when we we do our keep trader release. There's a great player in there, but has he been
2: utilized to his best of his ability? This, I mean, he
1: is a perfect example
2: of why do you uh, of of, uh, a reason why you don't keep Vanny, right? When he comes out last offseason, says 75% he's going to be a wing back for me, and we're all like. That that doesn't make sense. Like one, he's not good enough defensively. Two, he was one of your most uh creative attacking options and, and goal scoring threats, and now you're going to make him do a lot of the heavy lifting at the back, like or or, or play more both ways. This doesn't doesn't make sense. Like that's been one of his big failures.
1: If the White Caps are mathematically confirmed not to be making the playoffs, say after Wednesday. Yeah, if the decision has been made that they're going to let Vanny go at the end of the season or not bring him back for next year, I let him go then.
2: At a normal football club, I think that's what you do. At the Vancouver Whitecaps, I respect that they don't want to lose money on something like that, and they do it as soon as they can when his the contract's done. Like, I don't, he's got
1: a two year deal, that's the oh, thing Oh right,
2: oh right So then, it's yeah. like
1: it doesn't matter, he would oh, he, yeah. have to pay him out The other thing though is he's still director of methodology So they might want to keep him around in that role Maybe no, Vanny will can't. say, look, you know what I don't think I'm the right man for this job No, there's no way he's going to say that No, absolutely no way I I don't think so either, but I just threw that one out there But the, the reason that I'm saying I'd let him go now Is because yeah. if they're out after Wednesday You've still got three games to play. Yep. And that's the time to evaluate players, yep. to look at systems, call up some of the young guys for WFC2. Which it also has to be mentioned WFC2 fizzled out after a good start as well. Yeah. And that was very disappointing. It's like they were right in the playoff hunt. And then for whatever reason, it's just all oh, the wheels have come off in the last third of the season. And they've just dropped and dropped and dropped and they struggled to, to get wins on the board. The the highlight, outside of the Canadian Championship win, the Whitecaps girls' elite Rex team winning League One BC is the oh, big yeah. success story for the Whitecaps this season. Yeah, you get to call that, right? Yeah, oh yeah. I, that, that's been one of my highlights of the season as well. That and being there at BC plays for for winning the Canadian Championship. Fantastic I- occasions. And the success stories for the club. But then you're looking at the pathway, you look at WFC two, you look at some of those young guys. Ali Ahmed, great potential, surely we'll get an MLS deal next year. Full back stroke wing back. So if you're bringing him in as a real talent, you've got to be cutting some of these other guys loose. He's more right right sided than left sided, right? Yeah. So yeah. then you're looking at Darwinsky, well, you, Brown, Goudinho, that. Yeah. Um
2: Gressel can can sort of play
1: on the left, right? Yeah. Yeah. He can play everywhere. He seems to be the Swiss Army knife right now. You've got to use these remaining games. I I understand they won't do it on Wednesday because they're still in the mix. Yeah. But once it's mathematically, which I hope is sooner rather than later, just so they can have more games to look at things.
2: Put everyone out of their misery.
1: Yeah. They've got to look at young guys. Give Hassel the, Hassel the the last three games, if it's three games. Try Javane Brown as a centre-back in a flat-back four. See how he looks there. Mm. D- try these little things that you can do to make some decisions on people. Play Dahomey out and out, maybe as the main person up front. Play him with gold up front. Um, maybe don't play Brian White. Don't let Cava come back for his last couple of games. And... Um, Call up some WFC2 guys that you maybe haven't called up or haven't played yeah. that you might want to have a look at.
2: Or well, which ones? There's some that have MLS deals, right?
1: Well, yeah, like uh, Mateo Kapania.
2: Yeah, he, so he can play. him in as a centre-back. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Let's see totally. what he can do back there. Totally. Uh, otherwise, why keep these guys about? We've already lost Christian Kapania. Yeah. He's went and joined Halifax. And...
2: You need to do that in those type of games. I agree with you. The yeah. first
1: The, the first J-J banner, Jay Herdman, I, give him a call up. The, the, uh, Theo Colom, uh, get Eastern and Garrow in again.
2: The first banner ever created in the MLS era was the, and I well, actually I helped create I should say because I had, I had an artist student helping me with this, but was the big Phil Must play. You know? Oh yes. And, and, and that was a travesty yes. that they never let that kid play. Yeah. Last I mean, game
1: of the season, absolutely nothing to play for. Yeah.
2: And Colin Miller, who I strongly appreciate, I still don't buy the whole. Well, it was based on what was best in training that week. Like, dude, it's the last game of the season, last man. Game. It's like, yeah. Was over. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, this is going to be an interesting four weeks to the end of the season, and there could be still a lot of drama in this. And as I said, the Whitecaps can play spoilers as well for the Galaxy and in the, in the Sounders, yeah. which would be absolutely hilarious. There's also questions around players, questions around the coach, how this off-season off-build is going to be. So it's going to be a long time between the end of the MLS regular season and the start of next year for the Whitecaps, but we've got Champions League to look for. I'm genuinely more excited for what is to come in the next couple of months than I have been for much of this season, if I'm being brutally honest. It's not been a fun season. It's not been a fun team to watch for a lot of games. Yeah. And they've clung in there. And that sh- that shows the fighting spirit. Those late goals, those late comebacks, it shows that this team does have that fight. They just don't have the quality. And this, we've said this, probably this will be the third or fourth off season in a row this is a massive off season for the white caps there's only so many times you can say that before it's like yeah does it really matter anymore are the fans going to come back at all it's
2: yeah the very fair questions to ask michael
1: any final thoughts before we wrap this one up
2: like we're doing the the twitter stuff
1: now and the well, yeah, we'll oh yeah, but just, white just, just in w- general, white caps well, I, are in I, general because yeah, I, th- I, I feel I started off in a high positive and I have finished it, Doom and Gloom. That's have. what I thought was going to happen. It's not really ideally how I like to end the show. So so bring us back up. Will I we'll dig out another Panini sticker album to look through? <laughs> Germany 2006. Oh, uh, that's a good one. I was there. Mm, that's I a like complete me. one I've got as well. Actually, like it. it's, com- it, it's missing one sticker because I misordered and i' I've, I've still got one sticker to complete that,
2: yeah, no, I mean in terms of the white caps um yeah, I don't know if I have anything that can bring bring the mood up uh because it, it it even though they've made some made some good they they've made some good moves, there's been some good decision making and stuff it it they're uh, i think still held back by parts of their approach um and so I don't see them. You know, turning things around quickly. Although I, I will say, MLS is a league where you can turn things around very quickly.
1: Look at Dallas.
2: Yeah, MLS is unlike most leagues in the world. MLS is it's it's not easy, but it's very doable to transform your club's fortunes within one year.
1: It's um, certainly going to be interesting looking at who stays and who goes. It's, there's another expansion draft coming up as well. Oh, All and... right, wait, are the
2: Caps exempt because they had someone taken or not? No. or is it one of those no not one of those nope. okay well maybe maybe jake or will be taken
1: <laughs> oh we can but hope <laughs> <laughs> Um, um yeah. let's get on the phone to st louis yeah manio oh, knows he, that manio's a yeah. german guy that's there get, get him in the ringer
2: dude you know the german who's there he oh, plays yesterday yeah i know
1: you old Lutz. I know. He's already, he's already signed up. Yeah, he like, follows me on Twitter. We've uh, chatted a couple of times.
2: He's already signed up like a whole bunch of guys who played in the Bundesliga.
1: Actually, we'll get Roman, him on the show Roman in the
2: Bur- off-season. Roman Berkey? Roman Berkey is uh, playing for their USL
1: team this year. to get re- Like, will they get ready? Yeah, they've had a good season getting ready for that with that USL team. I have another Roman we'll Berkey. Get him, we'll get him on the show uh, in the off-season as we, as we build up to yeah, that draft. Be That'll be a good show. Uh, ch- I'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to the off-season shows. I've got a few... Fun things planned, as you would no doubt expect, and of course we've got a Winter World Cup to to be yeah. doing as well.
2: I, I literally was it today. I uh, was there yesterday. I was just like, I want to make up another Jeopardy. uh quiz. Oh. And, yeah, I Yeah, we and I have, have another
1: want... pulled off at halftime as well. Our quiz show.
2: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is that? Is it really? Mark uh, branded that?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh my. You were on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I blocked that part out. That's for sure. Um. Okay. I have my, my way to end the show.
1: Okay. End it on a high.
2: you know on a high. Okay. So you can find me on Twitter, at Zachary M. Um, uh, I'm going to go to German football as uh, I because I know you love it. You want to be kept abreast of everything going on there. Um, they play in France, I believe. Uh, Michael, uh, you're so, so you. Um. The uh, we're match day six this weekend of the Bundesliga, and uh, Bayern Munich has had three uh draws in a row. Oh, this is a them... feel good thing to end. Yeah. I always
1: liked hearing yeah. about their downfall. Which, oh, I'm not like to say for... downfall about German things, sorry
2: <laughs> for two weeks in a row, uh, and and for a little while, it will likely be they will not be at the top of the table. So I know everyone's like, oh, oh well, yeah, the onions well, are at the top, they'll find their way to the top, and that's what I wanted to talk about. Union Berlin. This is their first stint ever in the Bundesliga. It's their fourth year. I believe they finished 11th, and then 7th, and then 5th. They qualified for, I think, the Conference League was it two years ago, like last year, and this year they're in the Europa League. And they are, for the first time ever in their history, at the end of a match day, the top of the Bundesliga. So I just want to give a shout-out to Union Berlin uh, and their long-time supporters. listeners of the show... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but there's someone who in German football I think who, who would follow them. They're like they're like a they're like a, a St. Pauli-esque. Oh
1: kind. no, yeah. I mean, I've got to be honest. When they got promoted a few years ago, I, I took a little bit of an interest, and in that would be yeah. the team I would be cheering on. Yeah, so big, big shout out to them. And also, I saw this weekend
2: that the Bayern supporters, who have a close relationship with a couple of clubs, were celebrating the what I believe is the 20th anniversary of the uh, St. Pauli's ultra group. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh. with a small display in their section. <laughs>
1: that's a that's an interesting thing to celebrate the, another team.
2: Well, I think there's some close connections there because they've had like like when Sadio Mane went and celebrated with them with the the, the supporters of the way match the first or second match of the year. They had a, you know, a giant Saint Pauli uh, ultras banner hanging, you know, hanging in front of the the section with all the other banners. So
1: I don't, the all the, Caps... I don't know. I don't know was around that. If the White Caps were a German team, who would they be then? Oh, uh, they
2: would be. Um, hang on, uh, they would be like Hoffenheim. Oh, the Hoffenheim's owned by a, a guy who owns a big. Uh, I think it's like a tech company, SAP. Ah. And um, everyone hates them, so yeah, I think.
1: Well, people love and the White Caps, and they have
2: they have a giant stadium that, that they don't fill.
1: Although they, that is they the blue. story across MLS at the moment, because there wasn't a there wasn't a lot of well, the, I was going to say there wasn't a lot of full seats. There wasn't tons of empty seats, but there were empty seats certainly at Colorado.
2: Yeah, uh, well, you know, I, I will say this, uh, uh, you know, because I I do watch seven to nine Bundesliga games a week. Oof. Um, they. Uh, yeah, the stadiums haven't been, all of them haven't been full like they used to be. I don't know if it's a pandemic thing, like a post-pandemic thing or whatnot. Now there's still some are full and the ones that aren't full still have like tens of thousands of people, but it's not quite back to where it used to be. Yeah, well. Oh, did you watch, did you watch, uh, TFC's almost out too, right?
1: Oh, yes. I I watched the uh, Atlanta. Plane. Atlanta. Yes. yes. It's not, it's That's not. an entertaining not, game.
2: Yeah, it's not a good like. You have to do some kind of serious analysis when you allow a defender to score a hat trick from three corners. Yes, like that was shocking, and I, I know I know what you want to say that the last one was because he was being marked by Danielle Henry or zonally marked by Daniel Henry, but
1: um, yeah, it was the, quite, first, the first one, the, the first one,
2: the first one, he outright jumped Lucas Monoton who was replaced by Henry later in the game. Mm. But um no, it, it uh it was uh it was not, not, I mean a horrible way to, to lose a match.
1: Yes. it's looking good for Montreal though. They're gonna be Canada's team in the playoffs. We've got a lot of football to chat about still this year, so we'll be having patch shows. So don't expect anything else. Give us a follow on Twitter at AFTN Canada. do stuff and AFTN dot ca. We'll be back soon. Well the White Caps have got two wins under their belt by that point, or will the season officially be over? Let's find out soon. Until then, thanks for listening, take care, and mon the caps! Going to your first match is an experience you'll never forget.